Hi, welcome to the Haven Youth Church Podcast. We want to thank you for tuning in today. We hope this message encourages you and empowers you to be all God created you to be. We love you. Welcome to the family. Amen. I want to read some scripture and we'll see what the Lord has tonight. I want to encourage you, um, if you're available tomorrow night, to show up and spend some time in prayer, if it's a few minutes, if it's the whole night, whatever you got, give it. Um, my my life was forged in all night prayer meetings, um, particularly Friday night all night prayer meetings for seven years, every Friday night, with very few exceptions. <clears throat> um, and uh, and so, if you're trying to do this for real, um, it takes some some for real uh, pursuit of, of the Lord, and uh, be at prayer as often as you can. If you have your Bible, turn to 1 Samuel chapter 10. 1 Samuel chapter 10. <clears throat> Several visitors in the house. Let me say this really fast. Um, when we gather like this, whether it's a Thursday night, a Sunday night, Anytime we gather in the name of the Lord, <clears throat> that becomes a holy place. And when we say holy place, we're talking about something that's altogether different. And so I want you to understand, I need you to listen, that this is a different time. This is different. This is holy. This is other. And because it's different and holy and other, you need to understand that it's not your mama's living room couch or your granny's basement lounge chair. Okay, we didn't gather around to play video games tonight. This is heaven and hell. This is all of eternity that is at stake. And maybe you're not in tune, but I need the person beside you in tune. So I need you to commit to recognizing the holiness of this moment. Okay? Can you do that? <clears throat> and so the Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 10, Then Samuel took a flask of oil, the prophet, and poured it on his head and kissed him and said, Has not the Lord anointed you to be prince over his people, Israel. And you shall reign over the people of the Lord, and you'll save them from the hand of their surrounding enemies. And this shall be the sign to you. The Lord has anointed you to be prince over his heritage. I need someone to understand in the room tonight that you've got an inheritance from Father that loves you, and he's anointed you uh, over all of his inheritance. And the Bible says, in verse, let's skip down to verse 6, it gives him the signs. He says, the Spirit of the Lord will rush upon you. It's some familiar language when we talk about the Spirit of the Lord rushing in a space. And you will prophesy with them and be turned into another man. He's not a prophet, but the Spirit of the Lord changes things. Brings transformation in a life. And now when these signs meet you, do what your hands find to do, for God is with you. That's a whole sermon right there. Do what your hand finds to do. Do it, because God is with you. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to wonder or worry. Do what your hand finds to do as unto the Lord, and watch him work it out. Then go down before me to Gilgal, and behold, I am coming down to you to offer burnt offerings and to sacrifice peace offerings. Seven days you shall wait until I come to you and show you what you shall do. And when he turned his back to leave, Samuel, God gave him another heart. God gave him 
another heart. We call that transformation. Say transformation. God gave him another heart. And all these signs came to pass that day. And when they came to Gibeah, behold, a group of prophets. These are people that, that have been prophesying. They've been operating under the anointing of God. They've been had that in your language. And the Spirit of God rushed upon him. There the Spirit of the Lord is moving upon, uh, upon Saul to minister. And he prophesied among them. And check this out. And when all who knew him previously saw how he prophesied with the prophets, the people said one to another, what has come over the son of Kish? Homeboys got riz. I just learned that word uh, a couple weeks ago. I don't know. I don't know if that was the right context or not. No. All right. W is. How about that? Is Saul also among, just when I try, when I step out like that, I just need you guys. Yep. Good. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's all right. right. Is Saul also among the prophets? And a man, uh, and a man of the place answered, and who is their father? Therefore, it became a proverb. If Saul is Saul also among the prophets. And when he had finished prophesying, he came to the high place. Talking about Such a radical transformation taking place in the heart and in the life of Saul that all that were around him said, wait a minute, isn't this homeboy from Kish? Like, who is this guy? We're talking about Old Testament, right? Old Testament, man, radically transformed by the power of God and by the Spirit of God. And I want to read, uh, read a verse here in Genesis. If you'll turn to the front of your Bible, that's page one. Uh, whatever Bible you have, page one, Genesis one. The Bible says this, <clears throat> Genesis one, verse two, the earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. Somebody say darkness. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. I want to speak to us on this thought with the Lord's help. The spirit that transforms. The spirit that transforms. Can you bow your heads one more time in this place? Lord, we love you. We thank you for each person, young and old, that stepped through the threshold of this, of this space. God, we recognize that you're here in this room to bring transformation. Transformation to circumstances and transformation to individuals. Give us hearts, Lord, that are open to hear. Oh, God, cause us, Lord, to be among those who will respond when we hear, Father, what the Spirit has to say to us. Cause us to be doers of this word and not hearers only. And the, the Bible says that, 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 that the, the earth was without form and void on page one. But the miraculous transformation that's going to take place in the earth is going to do so before we even finish the chapter. We go from without form and void and darkness covering the face of the deep. 
And just a few verses later, we see a radical transformation begin to take place where life begins to spring up where there was no life, where there was no space to sustain life. We see chaos turn to order. We see, we see, we see the, 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 the darkness give way to what is light all in a span of one chapter. Why? Because the Spirit was in the space hovering. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't know what you've sensed in this place, but I come to tell somebody tonight is more than a vibe. It's more than a good feeling. It's more than an emotion. There is a Spirit of the living God that is hovered near in this place. And if you would just hear the Word of the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord hovered over the darkness and the Bible says the Word Word came and said, let there be light. Jesus Christ shows up on the scene and the moment he breathes light, everything begins to change. Can I tell you that everything in your world can change in a moment. Everything in your the circumstances of your life can change in just one moment. Hallelujah unto God. I'm telling you, your life can be changed. Your family can be changed. Your future can be changed. Your destiny can be changed. Oh, your children and your children can be changed in just one moment. And this is what we see on page one of Scripture, on page one of the history of the earth. When the Holy Spirit comes near in a space, and that same Spirit of the living God is in this space right here and right now. And maybe you're, you know, why is he shy? I'm, I apologize for the expressive nature of of uh, uh, my personality when sometimes I get excited about scripture and so if that doesn't if that's not your vibe can you just just excuse that and just understand and know I don't know what chaos that you brought into this space I don't know what in your life looks like it is without form I'm talking about it you can't make any sense of it you can't make any sense of where you're at right now you can't figure out why things have worked out the way they've worked out in your life and why me and why did it happen to my family and why did it have to come near to, to, to my heart and why am I experiencing this where is the form oh but I come to tell you there's a God oh that can bring order to your chaos oh he can give reason oh he can give purpose to your heart and the thing that's tried to bury you the thing that's tried to bring darkness and death to you and to your family oh that thing can be trampled on oh that thing can be overcome oh whatever the sin whatever the harm whatever the addiction whatever the pain in a moment in a moment, how? By the Spirit that transforms. There is a Spirit in the room that has come to bring transformation to you. Transformation to your world. Transformation to your sphere of influence. And it can happen in a moment. It can happen in a moment if you would just lean in to what the Spirit of the Lord is saying in this room. Amen. And so we see we see all throughout Scripture from old to new, we see where the Spirit of the Lord comes and brings in just a moment. He begins to bring radical change to situations. We read, you know the story of Job who lost all of his possessions and he lost all of his health, 
Oh my God. But keep reading Job's story. It doesn't stop there. Oh no. Oh, we read the story of Israel at the Red Sea. Oh yeah, they've got the, the sea in the front. They've got the army behind them. But that's not the end of the story. Keep reading. Transformation is coming. Hallelujah. Elijah at Mount Carmel. He's staring at the prophets of Baal who want him dead. Oh my God. All the world he's convinced is against him. Oh, but keep reading. Revival is coming to the land. Rahab who's stuck in the city. Oh, that was set to be destroyed. Oh, but she got a hold of the scarlet thread. Amen. If you keep reading, you know that Rahab, oh, her life is spared. Change comes. Oh, by the power of the Spirit of God. And Rahab finds herself in the lineage of the divine, of the Christ. Why? How can a harlot, how can, how can a, a hoochie mama uh, end up in the lineage of Christ? Because in a moment, transformation can come. It doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter if you're from the right side of the tracks or the wrong side of the tracks. It doesn't matter who your mommy is or isn't. If your dad is there or if he ran away a long time ago. Oh my God. This transformation agent is in the room tonight. Blind Bartimaeus who had his homies bring him to the to the side of the road to beg. Oh, but keep reading the story. Transformation is coming to blind Bartimaeus. Zacchaeus who just wants to get a glimpse of this Messiah, of this anointed one, of this promised one. Oh, but he's going to get more than a glimpse. Keep reading his story. He's going to be radically changed by this transformation agent. Amen. Paul and Silas imprisoned in the deepest part of the prison. Oh, but keep reading. They don't stay there. Oh, there's going to be a transformation come. It's going to come to the people. It's going to come to the prison ward. It's going to come to the prisoners. Why? There is a spirit that brings reformation. Amen. And this is what the Holy Spirit does. Oh, it it transcends circumstances and people and odds and statistics all all to bring forth the plan and purpose of Christ Jesus in your heart and in your life. Amen. Amen. And so this is the Holy Spirit who breathes into dead spaces and places and people to bring resurrection life. We are talking about the spirit that transforms in this house tonight. I don't know about you, but I need a fresh introduction to the transformation agent. Can I tell you? Oh, can I tell you? We read of Saul who's anointed by Samuel. Oh, what a beautiful picture of a heart transformation. Oh, I love the story. One of the, one of the coolest passages in, in all of scripture to see Saul transformed by the anointing of God by the spirit of God oh why because you and I are a whole lot like Saul completely disqualified you and I are a whole lot like Saul oh we have nothing of ourselves and we know it and we know it that is fit for kingdom ministry and so Saul, though, is, is, a, is, is the one who the, the Lord chooses oh, to be ruler of all of his inheritance, all of his inheritance. It comes down to Saul. Oh, and Saul begins to, begins to so operate and move in the spirit of God that everybody around him is like, is this the guy that we know? Is this the same Saul that... That, that we grew up with, that we went to school with? Is this the same Saul that was making out in the bathroom with, or in the, probably not the bathroom, but 
the hallway narrow, the one that was hitting the vape in the bathroom, let's say that. Right? Is this the same Saul that, and, and, and the spirit of transformation comes to Saul? You say, well, I don't know. I, it's hard to say because I know the rest of Saul's story. Saul's didn't end up so well. In a moment, transformation can come. And in a moment, transformation came to Saul. But it didn't last. The antagonist would say, I'll go to the youth conference. It won't last. Go to the youth camp. We'll see you come down. Oh, you're called to preach now. We'll see. And kind of there's truth to that, right? We have all kinds of people like laying a hold, right? Bishops, self-appointed bishops and prophets and prophetesses and all this kind of stuff. We'll see, right? Not in a doubting way, but okay. In a moment, real change can come. Do you know what determines its sustenance and whether or not it's sustained? Will you have another moment? We read the life of Saul, and this was his moment. That's it. But David, who was no better than Saul, in fact, in every way, probably worse than Saul, and what's the difference? Divine moment after divine moment, a divine encounter and divine encounter, and the Holy Spirit comes near, and his heart is gripped, and divine encounter, and divine encounter, and divine encounter. The Lord can bring radical change in a moment, but it can't just be a moment. It's a lifetime of moments. And so I'll say it again. I need a fresh encounter with the Spirit that transforms tonight. I need it tonight. I need the holy, the fresh wind of the Spirit of God tonight. And don't look now. You need Him too. Oh, He's the one that sustains. He's the one that gives strength. He's the one that brings revelation. Oh, He's the one that paints the path forward. Oh, it's the Spirit of the living God. Oh, David teaches us it's encounter after encounter after encounter. And Saul chose, shows us the danger of thinking one night and one encounter will sustain us for the rest of our lives. Oh, may we not be caught up with the religious woes of this world but let us be the ones that are well aware that we yet need mercy we yet need grace we yet need his sustaining power oh today and tomorrow and forever tomorrows oh we are desperate for a fresh encounter with the holy spirit we need the one that transforms What is he transforming me into? His image and his likeness. Oh, it's not just to bring change to me. It's not just to bring change to my my lifeless and formless and chaotic situation. The very purpose of change, oh, is so that his image might be seen among the earth, that his image might be seen among the world. Amen. Oh, this is the very purpose of our living, so that we might make the name of Jesus famous, that we might bear his glory and his image in the earth, so that we might be the ones who carry transformation, who carry the glory, who carry the, 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 the power of the living God all to the chaos of the world that he's placed us in, to the lifeless situations, the hopeless situations that he's placed us in. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, I hate screaming. If you would listen better, I probably wouldn't have to scream so loud. Oh, Oh, Lord Jesus, cause us to be responsive. 
Cause us to be responsive to your spirit when you're near, Lord Jesus. Amen. And so I need you to answer the question. He, the Holy Spirit, the Bible says that he, he lifted Ezekiel up in a, in a vision and dropped him down in the valley of dry bones. And he asked him a question about the dry bones. Ezekiel, can these bones live? And I would ask you in your situation, in your lifeless or hopeless or dark or formless situation, oh, is God yet able? Oh, is he able to move for you? Is he able to bring life to the lifeless? Oh, is he able to bring resurrection power to all that has died oh is he able to bring salvation to your home is he able to bring deliverance oh to the addict in your family is he able to break the chains oh that you found yourself in week after week and year after year is he able can he do it this is what he asked ezekiel and it's what the holy spirit is asking you to respond in faith is he able is his blood not powerful enough to break every chain oh is his blood not powerful enough oh to bring utter redemption and restoration to you amen oh god cause us cause us to say yes to your word tonight lord amen can these bones live can i be healed can i receive breakthrough oh can there be life where there's been death can i be truly delivered yes a thousand times yes you can can i be a revivalist can i carry your anointing i'm telling you the transformation that he brings when you say yes to him oh and it's always the it's always, it's always so shocking, the ones that he... Now, look, can you stand up here? All right, you know Robert, right? Like, Robert's, like, swole, and he's good-looking, and, like, a beast of a man. And if you've ever heard him preach, dear Lord, nobody wants to hold a mic after him, right? But if you knew Robert, mm-hmm. if you knew Robert in high school, mm-hmm. if you knew Robert in middle school, you'd say, not this guy. Is that true? Oh, yeah. How many did you win in high school? None. None. Did you try? Uh, kind of. A little? Yeah. Nobody would come. Nobody would come to the Bible study. Nobody would come to the, pre, uh, the, the gathering around the flag, right? And so everybody that's on the outside looking at Robert, there's not a chance. But now try to book him. If he wanted to be, it would be, and that's not, that's not about him. I'm not talking about Robert. I'm talking about the transformation power of the Holy Spirit. Oh, my God, my God. So socially awkward as a middle schooler. So backward as a high schooler. Oh, nobody trying to get close to Robert. Oh, but now you can't, everybody, oh, it's a celebrity. It's Jesus. It's the transforming, transforming power of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> You all don't know that, Robert. I know him. (laughs) Elias sitting here on the front row. I can remember, I can remember uh, saying something smart to her, I don't know, in class, seventh grade, world history. And I can, I seen in her eyes that I offended her and like she had water, watery eyes. It's a really cool teacher, right? Make your students cry for no reason. Uh, I don't even remember what it was, right? But I can also remember that at the time, <clears throat> Haven, um, I don't know, not very long, we had moved into this space. Just trying to follow the Lord. And after a vision that he, he'd given us, and uh, moving from that building over there to this space over here, because we wanted to make room, which didn't make any sense. Zach, you're in the meeting. 
Um, Kyle, you're in the meeting. Uh, and just, just vision casting and all this kind of stuff. And this is what God is doing. It's not, it wasn't happening, though, right? I can remember uh, Laya on one occasion deciding that she was going to come to Haven. Not one student ever from Garfield Middle School had come to Haven with me, and I'd never invited any, and I didn't invite her, although she told her mom I did. Um, but she came. And the Lord is going to use Elia to help usher in what the greatest revival that Haven has ever seen and that was sustained for for a number of years where you're in the room and you know over 250 students. Uh, you're talking about local high schools. Russ happened to Franklin and Carlisle. We're having to have altar calls in the back and altar calls over here and salvation altar calls over here and completely shifting everything. And so, but all, but a, a big part, a big chunk of that was Aliyah with the crooked jaw and the really tight curly hair and, uh, who, who the Holy Spirit began to, began to invade, baptized her with the Holy Ghost, the evidence of speaking in tongues, emboldened her to be, uh, empowered her to be a bold witness for Jesus Christ and, and the numbers that would come after her. And she may not have led them all, but one of them she did, who led another, who led another, who led another, who led another, all because somebody said, I want an encounter with the real Jesus. And what I have is not enough. I need yet more of Him. And God did it. And God is doing it. Amen. Amen. And there's, there's, there's young, where's Lindsay at? Is he up here? Lindsay sang on Sunday. She, she sang to us like this incredible song that she wrote. Uh, uh, you know, the, the Holy Spirit gave her in line with what the Lord is speaking uh, over this church. And we sang it Sunday and it's just like wild because it was so powerful. Um, and, and like, I don't know, it felt like that couldn't have been done. Like, the theme was just introduced, and all of a sudden we're singing the song. Normally these same kinds of things take a long time to work out, right? And so I don't know, I don't know what you, where you saw yourself when you were in middle school playing volleyball, and, and you are in middle school trying to play basketball, right? But here you are, and you're writing beautiful music for the kingdom of God and people are being touched and transformed. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is a transformation agent and when you allow Him, He will bring radical change to your heart. Oh, I'm not talking about showing up to a group or a clique or a club and just living life as you've always lived it and having a new set of friends, but I'm talking about the life I now live is vastly different than the life I used to live. I'm living now with purpose. I'm living now with an anointing, with a call. I'm living now, oh my God, with a bold, radical, uh, radical sending from the Holy Spirit, oh, to shine forth His glory in the earth. And so what, what are we talking about tonight? I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is in the room, and He wants to bring change to you. He wants to bring change to your circumstance. He wants to bring change to your world, and He wants to do it tonight. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? He wants to do it tonight. 
Oh, it's easy to believe for next week. It's easy to believe for next year. But can you believe for tonight? Oh, he wants to initiate the change tonight. Oh, won't you throw your hands to heaven? Oh, and tell him, God, do it now. Do it now in me, God. Do it now in me for your glory's sake. Do it in my family, God. Oh, do it in my home, Jesus. Oh, bring change. Bring hope. Bring restoration, God. Bring joy and peace and comfort. God, be everything I need you to be, Father. Oh, hallelujah. Come on. Give him glory right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, we need you. We need you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, this is what he did for Gideon. This is what he did for Jephthah and Samson and Peter and Saul and Stephen. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Why? Why does, why does David... Why does David run into the valley to chase after such a giant? Transformation had come. Transformation had come. Oh, man. And he says this. He gives us the answer. And he says this. So that all the earth will know there is a God in Israel. Why does he want to bring change? Why is he going to bring reformation? Because he wants you to be a witness. Oh, my God. That there is one that is true. That is alive. That is not dead. That is yet coming again. That still changes lives. That still brings deliverance. Oh, that still brings healing and wholeness to homes and to individuals who still operates in the power of revival. God's glory coming near in spaces and places to bring radical change to entire communities. Oh, will we be among those that will allow him to do it for us? Oh my God, my God. Oh, David says, so that all the earth We'll know there's a God in Israel. Solomon dedicates the temple. Why? What does he say? So that all the nations would honor and give majesty to the Lord. Hallelujah. Old Testament and New Testament, it doesn't matter. It's all people to worship Jesus. It's for the same purpose. It's for the same reason. Supreme glory for Jesus. Supreme glory for his namesake. Amen. Hallelujah. And so how do I provoke the spirit that transforms? How do I get him to move from me? Hunger. Oh, you got to want him. You got to want him. Oh, your heart must long for him. And maybe your heart doesn't, but can I tell you, you can ask him for a hunger and he'll give it to you. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. You got to want him. You got to want revival. You got to want the spirit of God. Oh, my God. For all that hunger and thirst. Oh, yes, they shall be filled. Amen. And so where there is no spiritual hunger, there can be no drive to seek God. Oh, man, we cannot provoke God to move without our hunger. Ask God for a hunger of his word. Ask God for a revelation of what he wants to do in you and in your community. If you just get a glimpse of what he's trying to do through you. Oh, I promise you it's far above all you could ask, think, or imagine. But if you could just get a glimpse of what he'd want to do, there'd be a holy hunger that would arise in you. Oh, when I got a glimpse, oh, that he wanted to come into public 
public schools. And when I got a glimpse that he might want to use me to do it, oh my God, I was talking to, I was talking to Robert and he was telling me about a young lady who just graduated high school with a master's degree. She's teaching middle school and she's like, the first semester is all she had and she left, right? And I don't blame her. And if you're trying to become an educator in the public school system, you're crazy unless you've got a glimpse of what God is doing. Unless you've got a fresh vision of what God wants to do in you and through you. And then it doesn't matter what hell you have to walk through. And I can tell you that he's a keeper of his promises and he's going to come through. And if he said revival's coming, revival is coming. Amen. Hallelujah. And so, and so, Hunger is a prerequisite to provoke the Spirit of God. Amen. Oh, he wants to give you a revelation of what he's doing in the earth. Hallelujah. Number two, unity. Let that sink in. I don't care if you like them or not. Quit being a bottleneck for revival. Quit running your mouth. Quit exposing your insecurity while you're at it. Why can't you just get behind them and bless them? Well, it's not, it's not of God. Maybe it's not. But keep your mouth shut. I don't want to be a bottleneck. And I have been. There are times and places in my own life where I've been a better critic than I have been a cheerleader. I want to be a Barnabas. I want to be an encourager. I want to be among those who see the paws of the earth that when everybody else is rejecting them, say, no, 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 he's all right. He's with me. Amen. We'd have a lot more paws in the earth if we had a lot more Barnabases. The problem is everybody wants to bury everybody else that, that might have a, a, a shinier gift than you or a greater anointing than you. Oh, I want to remind you, God's got enough room for you too. Oh, this is not a limited pie that we're, that we're eating from. There's enough for everyone in the room. And the more that you bless others, the more it's going to come to you. The more grace that you'll give to your neighbor, the more grace is going to come to you. The more love, the more honor, it all comes back. Given it shall be given unto you. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over with good measure. Read it again. It's not about money. If we're going to see revival in this place, there needs to be some forgiveness in the house. There needs to be some confession one to another. If we're going to have a place where the Spirit of the Lord can invade and bring transformation here and in this community and the surrounding region, if it's going to be through us, he's going to use plenty of others, but if he's going to use us, it's going to be because we say enough with the backbiting, enough with the clicks, Enough with the jealousy and the envy. And let's let God bind us together. How many have already walked away because we threw stones at them? How many could never get up because we weren't there to pick them up? How many, how many are still in the mud because we were just like, told you so? I told you about him. I called it, look at my discernment. That's not what discernment's for. That discernment was to run up beside them and to let them know that whatever hell they're going through, you got their back. Because love covers, it doesn't expose. We need unity in the house. Amen. 
Amen. And the other thing that attracts the Spirit, that transforms, sacrifice. I know we want a platform without sacrifice. I know we want to, I know we want the attaboys without sacrifice. And even if it means without the anointing, we're okay with that too. Created our own little economy and churched them. It's cool to be a Christian in a lot of spheres and spaces without a lot of risk or sacrifice. It's cool to wear a Holy Spirit shirt. Kanye did it so I can do it. But the Holy Spirit is drawn to sacrifice. In fact, he can't refuse it. And anywhere an altar is found with fresh sacrifice, oh, he's faithful to consume it. I've said this before. Smith, Smith quoted Smith Wigglesworth in saying, when the Spirit of the Lord isn't moving in a space, I will move him. And he said, because the Spirit of the Lord, and what he sounds arrogant, but his, the, the context of what he's saying is, is anywhere there is a proper sacrifice, there's a proper response from heaven. And if I'm in the space, he's going to have a proper sacrifice. And if there's a proper sacrifice, fire is going to burn. Oh, my God. I wish we had some people in this room when we got together like this and it was time to worship. It wasn't just about rote memory and words on a, song, on a, on a screen or it wasn't about a dance on a platform. And I'm not saying your dance is a dance for, for flesh, but it was, an, it was an authentic sacrifice of praise. Oh, that cost you, that you bring it in from all of the, the wreck of what your day has been from Monday through Thursday and all the weight of, of anxiety and pressure and you just release it to kingdom and release it to the Lord and say, I love you and I may not know what you're doing right now but you're worthy and you're faithful to your word and we are desperate for you. We're desperate for the transformer in the house. Oh my God, I'm not concerned about who's to my left or to my right or what the fit is or is not. Oh God, I just want you He's drawn to sacrifice. And where there's sacrifice, oh, the spirit of the living God shows up. Amen. When offering is given, oh, that pleases him. It pleases him to move. He stands ready to move for his people. He only needs permission. And the permission is granted when there's sacrifice. If you want revival, here, put something on the altar. It's really that simple. If you want revival, a sacrifice on the altar. And that's not just a service like this, but it might be showing up to all night prayer meeting. Could be. It could be allowing the Holy Spirit to expose areas of your heart and your life that he's asked you for. It could be being obedient to that request. It could be being obedient to, to, to action that he's prompted you to do, right? The Holy Spirit is drawn to sacrifice. And when you begin to step out and sacrifice for him, signs and wonders begin to follow you, revival. When you begin to obey the voice of the Lord that says, pray for your coworker, pray for the get a little close to, to, to the, the, the person in, the, in your third period math class you know, and speak this word over them, right? 
When you begin to trust the Lord and offer him the sacrifice that he's asked for, it gives him permission to move in power. Amen? And so I've never seen God use me in signs and wonders. I've never seen him use me in the gifts. Have you ever stepped out in obedience? Have you ever put yourself out there to see him move in response? He has to have a sacrifice. He responds to the sacrifice. Call to the winds. Call to the four winds. Prophesy, he said to Ezekiel. You've got to say something. You've got to do something. There is a responsibility on your end to respond to his word. There's a responsibility that you have for your camp is coming to the knowledge of Christ. You have a responsibility for your family receiving, oh, what God has long promised, the inheritance of heaven. You have a responsibility. And it looks a lot like sacrifice. But I'm really a shy person. This transformation agent will change you. I am telling you, you weren't more shy than me. There's not a chance in this world you're more shy than me all the way through high school. And I don't claim to be an able speaker, but I'll tell you this. I'm sick to my stomach and have been until I get the mic and the Lord empowers. That's that for me, if you ask me and those that are close to me know this. If you ask me to come, if somebody were to call and say, we would like you to minister here or there, my gut reaction is always either no or I'm just not even going to respond. I know that if you're called to preach, you're supposed to love it. I don't love it. I hate it. Until I have the mic. And then the Lord helps. I don't use that as a formula for you. I don't know what it might look like for you. It's probably not like me. What am I saying? If you're going to be used by the Lord, if that transformation agent is going to come to you, he's going to come because there's a sacrifice. What do you have to offer the king tonight? If tonight is your night, what will you bring? What sacrifice can you offer? What area of your heart have you yet withheld from him? If you'll pray. All around this room, the individuals, the individuals that are seeing the miraculous take place in their life. And most of us stand back and say, well, of course them. Look at them. They've been doing this. The anointing's on them. They wake up in a pool of the anointing. They go swimming in it. You have no idea. You have no idea the sacrifice the pain in times but the love of Christ is so worth it there's nothing that I may he may ask of me to sacrifice that he doesn't give back to me better amen that he doesn't give back to me tenfold and a hundredfold oh he'll be no man's debtor hallelujah far above you could ever ask think or imagine if you'll bring a sacrifice the Holy Spirit's in this room tonight and he's looking for permission to bring transformation to you, to your circumstance, to your life, to your sphere. Will you allow it? Would you bow your heads across this room? Holy Spirit, we ask you right now, we recognize that you've been in the room. Thanks for listening. If this message blessed you in any way, please consider subscribing and sharing this podcast with someone 
You can follow us on social media at Haven Youth Church. We love you, fam. The best is yet to come.